0: Welcome to the Effortless English Show with the world's number one English teacher, AJ Hogue, where AJ's more than 40 million students worldwide finally learn English once and for all, without the boring textbooks, classrooms, and grammar drills. Here's AJ with a quick piece to help you learn to speak fluent English effortlessly. Hi, I'm AJ Hogue, the author of Effortless English, Learn to Speak English Like a Native. And this is the Effortless English Show. Welcome. Today I'm going to talk about a trip I took back in November. I've actually gotten a lot of requests on Twitter from you to talk a little bit about my travels. Now in two episodes ago, a couple weeks ago, I told a story about volunteering in a small village in Thailand. And uh, it, was, it was kind of a sad story actually about, you know, watching a, a terrible English class. And so I got several requests after that show on Twitter to talk more about my trip, but to talk about something a little more uh, fun and positive. And so that's what I'm going to do today. So, in November, my wife and I, and also my cousin Philip, traveled to Nepal. And we went to Nepal, especially to do a hike, a trek in the mountains. So, of course, in Nepal. They have the highest mountains in the world. That's where Mount Everest is. They have the Himalaya Mountains. So it's, you know, the tallest, the the grandest mountain range in the world. Before the trip, I did research about different treks, different hikes that we could do. And as I did some research, I became a little concerned about the the altitude, right, the height. Because as I read, I, I read that, you know, if you went, really high like over 3,000 feet uh, 3,000 meters or over 3,500 meters that you could get you know headaches and stomach aches and trouble sleeping and lots of other problems caused by the uh, elevation the altitude the height so I talked to my wife And I told her, well, let's do an easier trip. I'll do research, and I'll find an easy trek in Nepal. So we won't go so high. It won't be so tough. So I did some research, and I found an area, I think it was called Helambu, where the mountains were not quite so high. I think the highest point would be 3,500 meters, but most of it would be lower than that. So that's the trek that we did. So we flew to Kathmandu, the capital of Nepal, and then we went over to the Halambu area, to van to this little town, and started our hike. Now here, if you look at the picture, this is us just before starting the hike at, like I think, a little restaurant, little guest house where they serve food. So we're kind of relaxed and getting ready to start the, uh, the trip. Shortly after this, we head off, put on our backpacks, we had a local guide with us and we start walking. Now in my mind I'm imagining our 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 trip. It was going to be about a one week trip, 6 days. So I'm imagining it, imagining we're going to be walking through these little valleys through the mountains. So we'd be on mostly flat land but surrounded by mountains, you know, looking up at the mountains, maybe following the rivers. So this is the the ideal I have in my mind, I'm thinking, oh, this is going to be great. This is going to be such a, a relaxing trip, strolling through these beautiful valleys, looking up at the, the, the greatest mountains in the world, following along the rivers, maybe going through different villages. This is going to be great. And this is the picture I described to my wife, tomoe and to my cousin, Philip. And so the trek begins. So before I continue with the story, let's go to Twitter. I like to answer Twitter questions and comment about Twitter comments that people send me. So let's do that, and then we'll come back to that story and the rest of the hike. By the way, my Twitter is, uh, of course, twitter.com ajhoge AJ It's just my name, A-J-H-O-G-E. So I love hearing from you. Send me a message, you know, get on Twitter. If you don't have a Twitter account, it's easy and free. Sign up for one and follow me on Twitter and then send me messages. I, I send messages and communicate with, uh, with Effortless English members, with readers of my book, and just with fans of the show almost every day. I love hearing from you. I'm happy to answer your questions and connect with you. Okay, here's an interesting question right off the top here. Mohammed Taha. Asks, if someone knows only 500 English words, so only 500 words of vocabulary, uh, can he start your Power English course or not? That's an interesting question. So 500 words of vocabulary is quite low. Now, could someone do my Power English course who was basically a low beginner? Yes, they could. Certainly, that would be possible, but they would need to go more slowly. They would need to use the text for each lesson and, you know, read it carefully and slowly, probably print it out and circle the words they don't know, probably use a dictionary to find the meaning of those words. Then, you know, read the text again the next day and the next day and and go very, very slowly through the lessons, taking their time. Probably for several days with each lesson, the first few days, they probably would just read, not even worry about listening. Then after reading and looking up those words, then they would listen to the audios. Probably, though, again, they would listen to the audios for many days and read at the same time. So they could understand better because they'd be reading too. And they might need to do this, you know, just reading for many days, then reading and listening for many more days, and then finally just listening. They might need to spend two weeks or more on each lesson module. Maybe three weeks, maybe four weeks. But it would be possible. Now probably for someone at that level, only 500 words, I recommend starting with my original course instead. My original course actually begins at a much easier level. Now that course ends at a high level, but it begins, the original course begins at a fairly low level. The first lesson is very slow and quite easy. So for someone who's a low beginner, I recommend start with the original course first and then get Power English or join my VIP program later. That would be my best recommendation. Okay. Uh, Wendy Pam or Pam says, good afternoon from Vietnam. And I'm very, I would be very happy if you came to Vietnam. Well, I have been to Vietnam uh, four times already. I've done three big events in Vietnam. And I'm sure I will do more events in Vietnam in the future. I have no doubt. Uh, my past events have all been in Hanoi. But I'm looking forward to also coming to Ho Chi Minh City someday. I want to do a big, fun, high-energy event in Ho Chi Minh City in the future. So... Don't worry, I will come to Ho Chi Minh City and Hanoi again in the future. Not sure exactly when, but I'll do it. And let's take one more, then back to my story. All right. Okay, this is a this is an easy question. Mtas says, hello, sir. Please tell me about American children's books. Uh, where can I get these books? Now, in, my, in my own book, Effortless English, I recommend reading... Uh, easy books, easy story books, easy novels, and starting with books for children or for youth. So the question is, where do you get those books? I mean, my favorite place to get books in general is Amazon. So Amazon.com. Uh, so easy, especially the e-books. So you can just you know buy buy a book, especially an e-book and download it immediately and start reading it, you know, one minute later. It's so easy. So I love Amazon. I'm a big fan of Amazon. uh, And I get most of my books from Amazon.com. Amazon has uh, several different websites in different countries. You know, Amazon.com is the main one, but there's also an Amazon India, uh, Amazon Spain, Amazon France, Germany, UK, Brazil, so, you know, you can buy, I think, from, from the one that's closest to you or just buy from the Amazon.com site, the main one. And, and just do a search. You know, I'd, I'm not going to tell you exactly which books to get because, it, you know, it depends on what kind of books you like. So just, just go on Amazon and search for, you know, children's novels, children's books, or youth books, Y-O-U-T-H, right? Kind of like young adult books young adult novels. Try all those different searches. You'll get a lot of results. Just look at them and, you know, just pick some and try them. All right, let's go back to the story. So here we are, just before starting. So I I had imagined in my mind, I told my wife, you know, this walking along the valleys, this nice and easy stroll for the next six days. The hike begins. Our guide starts us on the hike. And we walk about five minutes, fairly flat, and then we reach a trail that immediately turns up and very steep, right? Like this. So, <laughs> like, oh, my God, okay. We start walking uphill, very sharply uphill. And the path keeps going and going so i look up as far as i can see in the distance it's in the woods there are trees all around and the path just keeps going up 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 so i think well okay well i guess we're gonna go up a little bit uh it's okay i can handle it i'm in good shape so, so off we go walking you know our guides up ahead and we're all walking 30 minutes an hour Two hours, three hours, (laughs) uphill the entire time. The sun's beating down. We have some shade from the trees, but it's hot. And then we're all sweating. My wife is sweating. Her face is kind of all wet from sweat. I'm pouring sweat. My shirt is wet, especially the back of my shirt where my backpack is. We're all breathing kind of heavy. No one's talking because we're breathing heavy. Our guide is walking kind of quickly, you know, not slowly. It's not a slow and easy stroll. A stroll is like a relaxing walk, right? It's more of a more of a march, like a military march, kind of quick and uphill. So I start thinking to myself, God, what's happening? I thought this was going to be easy. Surely this is going to become flat soon but we keep going another hour and it's just uphill uphill the trees kind of disappear we, we rise above the trees and so we're just under the hot Sun with no shade so it gets hotter we're sweating more we're panting you know like a dog breathing like this all of us and all of us are too tired to talk we're just marching along and finally, we get to this point, if you can see in the picture, this little uh, tiny village area where there are a few huts. Now, a hut is like a tiny, very simple wooden building made from wood usually, or maybe stone. But it's a, it's a tiny, simple little structure. And this is where we stop for lunch. Well, first of all, the lunch was really great. You can see it's Dalbot, which is sort of the national dish of Nepal it's like a set menu set dish there's rice in it and dal which which are lentils and some kind of curry and uh, it's wonderful actually I love it fantastic so we sat down and we started you know eating our lunch we're all starving because we're we're really tired or we weren't expecting any of this that's so why I, I look at the guide I say like, "Whoa, well, wow you know when does this hike get more flat because this is really tough i thought this was going to be you know an easy trip this is supposed to be the easy trek and so the guide looks at me and he kind of laughs. laughs you know kind of laughs but kind of like an evil laugh a little bit and uh and he says oh no 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 this is one of the most difficult tricks that we do and so I'm confused. I'm like, well, well I thought, no, it's not supposed to go so high. That's why we chose this trek. It's not supposed to, it's not so high in the mountains. So we won't get sick from elevation. This is supposed to be the easy trek. And, uh, and then again, he gives me the evil laugh. <laughs> and uh, he says, he says, oh, no, no, true. We, not so high, but, but we go up, 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 up and down, up and down a lot. This trek is very, very tough very difficult he says because in the high treks the high treks then we cannot go so much each day right because it's too dangerous so if you go high mountains then we go very slowly and we can only go up a little bit each day but this hike not dangerous so we can go up and down up and down a lot so this this hike, very tough. We walk a long time each day, and we, we're climbing a lot. <laughs> and so, uh, you know, my wife looks at me, and I look at her like, oh, my God, what have, what have I done? We're not going to have an easy week. This is going to be extremely difficult. And it was. Let's take a few more Twitter questions, and then I'll finish up the little story about my... Hike in Nepal, our hike in Nepal. Okay, Julia, Julia from Italy, one of our superstars, top members, uh, talks about my video on YouTube. She says, the video about the TH sound is absolutely my favorite. I learned to pronounce the TH sound perfectly after watching it. Thanks, AJ. So if you don't know already, I have a lot of videos on YouTube. My YouTube channel is also my name, just youtube.com slash aj A-J-H-O-G-E. If you're not watching this video on YouTube, if you're watching it on my website, you can also go to YouTube and find other videos that I've done. And there's a very popular video about pronouncing the T-H sound, like the or thank you. That's a tough sound for some people and I did a short little video to help you pronounce it better. You can find that video on my website, effortlessenglishclub.com, or on my YouTube channel. Okay. Y colon 73 says, Buenos dias, which means good day in Spanish. Thanks for helping me to improve my English. My next step is to join the VIP program. Yay! Good. Well, you're welcome. that's why I'm here, to help you improve your English. Now, that's my job. And uh, I'm very happy that you will join our VIP membership program. The VIP membership program, for me, it's my favorite program because it's a membership program, meaning it's a community. So every month I give new, le- new lessons to VIP members. Sometimes I do special webinars where I chat with VIP members and they can chat with me which is really fun Uh, when I travel I try to meet VIP members so that's really our special community it's our most motivated members really so if you're super motivated to improve your English then I recommend joining our VIP program so anyway thank you let's go back to the story so there I was Looking at my wife, looking at my cousin, realizing that our easy trip was in fact going to be extremely tough. And you know this is this is a common thing that happens in life, really, isn't it? I mean, uh, it's happened to me many times in life, maybe you too, that you have an expectation, right? you 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 have an idea in your mind about something you're going to do, some event, some goal, some plan. And many times, maybe, we have a picture in our minds what it will be like, how it's going to be. You know, it might be a trip, it might be a vacation, and we imagine in our mind, oh, the trip is going to be great, it's going to be so relaxing, everything will be wonderful. And we, we plan it out in our mind each day, and we see it's going to be so great and wonderful. Or maybe with English. Maybe you, you can you visualize, you imagine in your mind, oh, I'm gonna speak English fluently and confidently. I'll study and I'll learn and you know, in three months or six months, or in a short time I'll be speaking fluently, I'll have friends who are Americans or British. It's going to be fantastic, it's gonna be wonderful, it'll be so much fun, yeah. Right? You know, these these things happen in life. And then what happens? Well, sometimes everything works out perfectly and, yay, that's great. But many times our expectations are broken. right? This wonderful image we have in our head just shatters like glass breaking. When the event actually happens, all kinds of unexpected problems happen, come up. And it's not wonderful and perfect and easy like we imagined. And instead, it's tough and difficult. You know, like this trip, this hiking trip. I thought it was going to be easy and relaxing. And instead, it turned into this extremely tough physical challenge. For one full week, almost maybe with English, right? You you start off a, a program, maybe even with effortless English, you start off with effortless English. You think, oh, it's all going to be easy and fun and wonderful. Yay. But then, you know, after a month or a few weeks, all these difficulties come up. You start finding yourself feeling tired. You, your motivation goes down. Or you get frustrated because you're not understanding a new lesson. Or you try to have a conversation with someone, but it It doesn't go well. Your pronunciation isn't so great. They don't understand you. You don't understand them so much. Ah, And then you you get upset. It's not all easy like you had hoped. So I suppose the the question is then what do we do next, right? What choice do we have next? What's the best course of action, the best decision to make when things go badly, when they're not as we expected. And I think that what we have to do in those moments when everything goes wrong, when it's not what we expected, when it's much tougher than we thought, we usually just need to stop for a moment and relax. Maybe take a deep breath if we can. Calm ourselves. Because usually we're going, to get, we're going to get upset. And just realize that it's okay. It's not what we expected, but this can still be a great experience. Because if we're honest, if we look back, you know, on our past, I know for me, when I look back in my life on, on my past experiences, many times it's the tough challenges that I overcame that I'm most proud of, that I feel the best about, that were the best experiences in the end, right? Not just the easy ones. In fact, I'd say mostly it's the, the tough things that I did, that I accomplished, that I feel the best about, that changed me the most, that I learned the most from, that I got the most advantages from, the most benefit from. And so we just need to change our mindset and realize, okay, this is now a tough challenge, but this could still be a great experience. And that's what I did. It took me a few hours of, you know, we continued walking again. You can see in this picture, again, we're, it's a rest break, but you can see the clouds. We, we, we kept going up, 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 and eventually we were in the clouds. We're at the same level as the clouds. And during this rest break, we had a little snack, and I just stopped and relaxed, and I realized this is still great. This is what I love doing most in the world. The things I love doing, besides teaching you English, I love being outdoors and I love physical activity. And I love putting them together. You know, for example, I'm a runner, so I enjoy running outdoors. I don't understand people who run indoors on those machines. Like uh, uh, That's terrible to me. But I love being outside running, even when it's cold in the winter and the snows coming down but to be out in nature under the sky and moving my body my heart's pumping i'm breathing i'm looking at the city or at nature i love it it's wonderful so i realized what am i complaining about this is great i'm in the, the biggest most beautiful mountains in the world i'm getting this great exercise the air is fresh and clear What of you? I mean, look at this picture. You don't really get the feeling from this picture of what it was like, but maybe you get a little taste of it. It's kind of magical. We're in this kind of fog because we're in the middle of the clouds. There's still some trees in the distance kind of around us. This clear, cool wind was blowing. So at this point, it was no longer hot, right? It had been hot, hot, hot. But when we got up into the clouds everything got cool it cooled off which was very refreshing and I realized this is a magical moment I need to enjoy it so there were still times during the hike when it was tough and wasn't easy and maybe I wasn't so happy but overall this was an amazing experience this was the highlight of my trip in fact when I look back on that trip it was a two-month trip this hike this one-week hike was my favorite part. It's it's the part I remember the most. You know, it was the greatest experience. It probably was the toughest challenge, but it's the part that I think back on that I have the best memories about. And eventually this. If you see this picture, this was the reward. This was the high point because we kept going up. And at the end of the third day, we reached the top point the high point of our trek it was about 3,500 meters and suddenly we, we rose above the clouds so we came out of the fog and everything became very clear and bright and sunny as you can see a bright blue sky and everywhere we looked in all directions these incredible mountains in the distance covered with snow the high Himalayas. And again, you know, this little picture, it's impossible for me to describe the feeling. This little picture doesn't give you the feeling at all, really. I mean, it's a pretty picture, but just imagine this in every direction. And the, the air is, there's no dust. There's there's no pollution in the air. It's crisp, super clear. It was cold up there, right? By the time we got to that height, chilly, I had to put on this down jacket. Down is... uh like uh, feathers from uh, from ducks, I think. So all around, you know, the, the clouds were actually underneath us at this point. We were looking down on the clouds, and then all in the distance, these incredible, beautiful mountains. Stunning, and what a feeling. I I don't know, almost a religious feeling at that point. You know, it, it's can't be described with words, which is why, you know, I'm struggling right now to... to, to to tell you what it was like, you know, I want to use words like stunning, amazing, but yeah, it's beyond words, beyond words. Now this picture here is is the same spot, the same location, our high point. We actually spent the night at this point. There were a couple stone buildings, stone little guest houses at the top of this mountain. Now, they had no power lines, right? There were no roads going up there. Just these little families that had these little small stone buildings where people could stay, just a few people, like three or four. And all their supplies, all their food had to be carried up, you know, a couple days carried up to the top of the mountain by animals and people. So there were only, I think, three families living at the, at the top here. And so this is me, I think, enjoying uh, some hot boiled water, maybe even hot coffee. I can't remember. Uh, and I have that kind of exhausted smile on my face, which is uh, it's a great feeling right? when you're when you're tired because you didn't get enough sleep or you've been sitting on your butt too much. For me, that's a terrible feeling. But to be exhausted from from hiking and walking outdoors and climbing a mountain and then to get to the top and to have this view wow, that feeling of exhaustion is uh again it's almost spiritual or something it's it's a wonderful feeling i sometimes get that feeling when i go on really long runs at the end of a long run they call it the runner's high but it's almost this religious feeling of uh, you're, you're exhausted but you also kind of have this energy and your mind is totally clear it's like your your body is vibrating, right? and you just take everything in. It's it's magical, very meditative. And this is another view. This is the actual building where we spent the night that night. Uh, quite cold at night actually. It was cold. You can see it. It's at the edge, right? There's there's it's a big drop, and can't quite see it. But there are a few clouds. You know. Very, those kind of very thin high clouds but most of the clouds are actually down below this building in the valley it was like looking down on an ocean of clouds so that was quite amazing and that's it so i think the point of of all that for me and for you is that again just as i said in our last episode of the show uh, we have to be mentally flexible and we have to understand that in life, in learning, in English learning, in anything, that it's not going to be, always be perfect. It's never going to be perfectly easy all the time as we hope. You know, we always hope that everything's going to work out perfectly, though there won't be any problems. It'll all be easy and I'll get fantastic success without any problems and struggles or pain. But the way life really works, of course, is that things are never totally as we expect. There are always unexpected problems. There are always unexpected challenges. And our natural first reaction, I think for most people, certainly for me, is to get upset by that, right? When you have a you imagine something wonderful and easy, and instead you have a big tough challenge. Well, just naturally, you're gonna get upset by the, ah. this is not easy like I thought, Arr. It's okay, that anger or upset will come up. It's okay, that's okay, it's natural to have that feeling. But, eventually, you have to take that deep breath and just realize that, you know, challenges can also be enjoyable. Challenges are usually more meaningful in the end. Overcoming something tough can be an amazing feeling and often is an incredible feeling. And so we have to learn to appreciate those challenges, change our mindset during that time, and enjoy the struggle. Enjoy the tough moments too. And then, of course, in the end, enjoy that feeling of of victory when you overcome the tough times. That is a big and wonderful reward. Well, thank you as always for joining me on the Effortless English show. I often like to end the show with our code and our mission. I just like to remind you that Effortless English is a very special international family, a community. And we're not just about teaching English, learning English. We have a deeper purpose. First of all, we have a code, a way that we treat each other. The first part of our code, we do the best we can. We do the best we can. It means, yes, we will make mistakes. We just do our best. We do the right thing. It means we're honest, we're kind, as much as we can. And number three, we show other people that we care, especially other effortless English members. We show each other we care. We're not competing with each other. We're helping each other. I hope to help you. I hope you'll help each other. That's why we're a community, a special community. That's our code. Very simple. Just three things. And our mission, our deeper purpose is to explore new opportunities for growth, to bring confidence, vitality, and happiness to people all over the world to boldly go where we have never gone before. I will see you next time on the Effortless English Show. Until then, if you want to learn more about my courses or anything else about Effortless English, go to EffortlessEnglishClub.com. See you next time. Bye for now.